Alright, welcome back listeners. This week on the Final Whistle, we will be recapping round one and what a round it was. We're also going to have an interview with the Blacktown Workers Sig with manager manager Trevor Smith. And we're going to go through the preview of the round two, touch on lower grades and the junior reps. Yeah, anyway, boys, here we go now. Here on episode two of the Final Whistle, we have Dale, Griffo, Trevor and Fifey. Boys, how we been? Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah, you're going good, mate. Yeah, how you, Trevor? Good, thanks. Footy for round one was pretty good, wasn't it, eh? Yeah, quick, it was quick. Went quick. Good yeah, weekend. did go quick. Bit sad the side lost, but, you know, here's what it is. Up the nights. All right, boys, let's start it. And here, the recaps. Uh, the first game on Thursday night, Storm's Broncos. Storm 22-12. Melbourne Magic makes it 17 years in a row, winning their opening game. Smith ran the ruck, which lead to a Munster Masterclass. Storm completed at 86%. And Oates was the shining light with our double. So that 57 tackles on return. But life without Slater is underway. Yeah, boys, uh, on Friday, 6pm, Knights, the uh, Sharks, 14-8. Penalty try or not, we don't know. Half time, zero all. Never had that since uh, round 18, 2013. Sharks only completed 60%. Clemmer ran for over 200 metres. Second game on Friday, Souths 26 over the uh, enemy's Roosters 16. Uh, Rabbitohs launch uh, Bennett era in style by rolling the Roosters. Adam, Adam Reynolds' masterclass kicked the bunnies to victory. Uh, Roosters only completed at 64%. Premiers um, start off their reign with a loss. Is this a premiership hangover? Uh, Warriors over the Doggies, 40-6. to six. Fords led the way in a dominant display. Kieran, a dream debut, is 6 from six from 7 with the boot and a try. I rate the Dogs off before round 1. I think I'm on the money for this one. Where to now for Dean Bay? Tigers 20, Manly 6. Fantastic Freya leads his side to victory. Um, Garner with the try on debut. Fanua Blake ran for over 200 metres. Um, I does his boys out of their depth. Cowboys was the last game on um, Friday night. I mean, Saturday night. Sorry, boys. Cowboys 24, Dragons 6. Morgan second half, Magic gets life without Thurston on the way. Tamalolo, 300 metres uh, running over the um, course of the match. Man, the match display. Dragon Spine uh, needs to uh, fix itself and they need to get Duffy more involved, I believe. First game on Sunday, Eels versus the Pampers, 20-12. to Parramatta wins the Western Sydney Derby. It was a tale of two halves. BA's confidence in youth gets the win over Penrith. Not a good homecoming for Ivan. Gutho ran for over 200 metres. Where to now for Cleary? Canberra 21, Titans 0. Slick Raiders winning the wet. Losing Ash Taylor before kickoff and Tyron Roberts early was an ideal start for the Titans in 2019. That's round one, boys. Uh, who's your who's your player and team of the round? The team of the round probably have to be. I'm going to go for the Warriors. I really liked what they did. I mean, I, like I said, I rated the dogs off early, but it was a very dominant display. Um, Kieran, Kieran, Kieran was really good for the Warriors, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, maybe well debut perfect, like they said. Like I said, they had a perfect debut. Um, the forwards were dominant. There was, you know. Bit to work on, I think, but a good start to the 
Uh, what do we got? Player is player. Um, I'm not sure. There's a few, few little standouts. You know, I, I actually liked Jerome Hughes, the fullback. He Melbourne, actually, yeah. yeah, for Melbourne, he, you know, behind Smith, he was definitely the next best player. I liked what he'd done. I liked what he had to bring. And I think he eased that pain of Slater not being there. Yeah, no, definitely um, can't go past that. Like, he's got plenty of class in him and that. Uh, Jerome Hughes. But uh, you can't go past Jason Todd Malamo. Mm. Like, Brilliant. go 300 metres in a game. That's what you want from your team. And obviously, the big talk during the week has been how they're going to step up without Jonathan Thurston. But they showed it back yeah. in 2017 when they made the NRL Grand Final. There was no JT. So, new JT in, new J one JT goes, new JT right. comes in. Oh, so yeah, you can't, can't go past the Cowboys. Yeah, my play, my player of the round. Um, it's a tough one. Take out Tom Malolo. He, he he was all class. Um, my player of the round is is a funny one. It's uh, it has to be Tyson Frizzolo. Ruptures his testicle, and then plays on, and then goes and gets surgery after in a losing team so he's played still lost but uh, he, he was my player of the round and uh, my team of the round I'm a Penrith fan but Parramatta just were too good even you know Michael Jennings getting Simbi and letting them back in the game he came back on he repaid the faith scored the winning try um, yeah not much more than there Parramatta just class you know 16th last year Penrith tipped to be top four this year and they turned up and showed them how to play. Yeah, I have to go with um, Parramatta as well. Put me foot in last week, wrote them off, said they'll <laughs> get the spoon. Um, give credit where credit's due. Um, love the youth that's put in, that BA's got some um, faith in, you know, that Brown and, and Mahoney coming in uh, really had some spark there. Sebo's still finding his feet on the wing there, but he'll come great with Jennings uh, inside him. Um, play of the round, yeah, uh, I reckon Kieran. You know, six from seven in the boot and a try um, on debut. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, just uh, you mentioned Mike Casillo. Mate, like I remember when I was at Mounties, he was playing Sydney Shield, came up from the Tigers, from playing uh, Group 9 there down in it. And, um, mate, I have to admit, he's a try scoring freak. Mm. Like he scored like 30-odd tries in... Fifty percent of the games. Yeah. Well, Penrith, uh, bust, Penrith must have got wind of that because they did not kick to his wing. They kicked to his wing once out of uh, I think what ten kicks. They're kicking. They're kicking the Blake yeah. Ferguson or Guffo. So they must have done a research on him and realised yeah. he, he's well, a then, gun try scorer. Then like he went up, came to Mounties, played Sydney Shield, led the try scoring in Sydney Shield. Mm. Then went to St Mary's the following year. Only played half the games in the Ron Massey Cup before he went up and played in the State Cup for Penrith. And was still the leading try scorer in the Ron Massey Cup. <laughs> and if it wasn't for the injury that he copped last year, he probably would have made his first grade debut last year for Penrith. So I'm really happy for the kid, and he's got a plenty of potential mm. to go maybe, further. Maybe Parramatta have found their replacement for that uh, yeah. that rugby union convert. Mm. Most disappointing player team, <laughs> Griffo. You gonna say Dogs Griffo? Kind of speaks for itself there. Dogs, yeah, the doggies. Oh, just like I said, I don't know what they had. Did not impress me the slightest bit, really. Disappointing. As for a disappointing player, um, 
I'm not going to really spill out anyone. I mean, just first round, you know, obviously there's a lot of jitters and that to get out, but I don't really have a player to knock just yet. Yeah, I'd probably have to say I was disappointed in Penrith. And that, like, not one particular player, in, but just the teamwork. They just uh, spilled the ball. Yeah. Dropped yeah, the ball too lots much. Lots of errors, lots yeah. of errors there. But to, to their credit, uh, their defence did hold up during that time. Most other teams, I believe, would have at least put a couple more tries on in that situation. You give Melbourne that sort of ball and they'd be 40 at halftime. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's 10 years. Yeah. Can't, I can't, can't fault what Trevor said, and I'm a Penrith supporter, but Penrith, Penrith, you know, they were tipped to be top four, even top two, and um, they just didn't turn up on the weekend. So hopefully moving forward, they will be better for it. Um, better go up the M1 to the Knights this week? Ah, uh, it's an easy game. Why <laughs> <laughs> uh, disappointing uh, team, of the year, uh, team of the week, sorry, is um, Dogs. It was man against boys in that forward pack. Um, just the Warriors just rolled on, rolled mm-hmm. on too easy there. Um, so, how'd you go in your tips around one, Griffo? i got to say I probably went terrible. So <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I got one. So, I did not start the season off well. I did, I did 50%, four from four. eight. I made the top ten of our group. Yeah, I got I got five out of eight, and just a quick shout out to Aaron Rudder, um, leading our our the final whistle um, tips after round one. I know it's only round one, but it's a good start for him. Yeah, he got six. He got six in there, so yeah, he only missed out on the Sunday. He went Penrith and uh, he went Penrith and Titans, but got six from six from six on the first six games. Did you have three from three? Me, I had three from three on Friday. <laughs> go out and talk myself up on Timo's show, and I end up going. Drastically wrong. Zero and five. Zero and five and the rest. <laughs> All right, boys. Back soon. So here we go, segment two. All right, g'day, boys. We're here with, we're here with Trevor. Uh, just going to have a couple of questions and have a chat with him about his life and away from footy. First of all, Trev, the facilities, mate, down down here at Blacktown, unbelievable. A lot of good work being put into it by the Blacktown Workers Group. Uh, shed some more light on the background and how it came about and bit of cost and whatnot in it? Yeah, sure. Like, just to let everyone know, I've only recently joined Blacktown at the end of last season after getting back from overseas. Uh, but uh, my understanding is that they've built two stadiums, one for soccer, one for rugby league. Uh, obviously, the soccer ground has also got a cricket pitch in it and, and the rugby league one hasn't. It's only due to the size of the field or the playing arena. Uh, the whole project for both came to roughly about $40 million. It's privately owned by the Blacktown Workers Group, so there was no government funding involved. So they're putting back into the not just the Blacktown community, but the Western Sydney community. Uh, both grandstands are the same. The only difference is that the rugby league one has a bar where the soccer one hasn't. Uh, both uh, grandstands are ha- or stands have uh, four change rooms each. Uh, the rugby league has also got a gymnasium, uh, two corporate boxes, a media box, canteen, barbecue area. Good setup, and it, no, it's pretty good. Ah, very good setup. No, well, I was over there. Uh, I was over there, twenty seventeen, and got got an inkling of uh, what was happening. And no, it's really, really good. Right, mate. Away from the uh, uh, media managing, give us an insight into your life. You know, hobbies. What you do away from the game? 
What do I do away from the game? <laughs> yeah, and to be honest uh, with you, there, rugby league is my life. Uh, unfortunately, it's just been that way now for the last seven years where I've put everything that I've had into the game. But when I am away from the game, when I do have that time away, I try to spend time with uh, my nephews, really, uh, because they mean a lot to us, yeah, or to me. Definitely. And yeah, family's family. Yeah, fam- family's family. Um, other hobbies I'm, I have, I enjoy cooking, and that. Like some people say, oh, you should be a chef, and I'm like, no, nah, I can't be a chef. And they go, why not? You cook nice food. I said. Yeah, I like cooking for myself, not a hundred people. Uh-huh. Next time, <laughs> next interview, he's cooking for us. So you'll, be on, you'll be on the barbecue there, eh? Round one. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, so I don't mind cooking. Uh, I also, yeah, just like most people, you know, just try to find that downtime and away from the game. And normally, the downtime that I normally get is normally from when the season finishes, like in October through to 1st of November. General speaking with the NRL, more that six weeks off, you have that break and then yeah, back into it. That's right. So being manager, man, uh, being media manager, what's your job entail? So basically, if anyone else wants to, you know, get involved in doing stuff, but they haven't got the coaching creds, what does media manager involve, and how can they get involved in doing it? Yeah, so being a media manager, just a bit of my background uh, when it comes to media. Back in 2012, uh, myself and a few other people over in the UK started serious about rugby league. And that's how we got involved in with our using our knowledge of the game and our skills in media to promote what we know. Yeah. And we got a pretty good following from that. So there's plenty of uh, life experience. Now, obviously, like, yeah, you can go to university and get your degrees and in media and do all the courses in the world, but you've got to know your product. Yeah. Because, obviously, they don't teach your product in university. No, yeah. exactly right. And that it's basically was a one thing that I did was basically using what I know, which is rugby league, have an opinion. Believe it or not, I used to get quite a lot of my opinions and all that publishing the old uh, Rugby League Week magazine. Oh, yep. lovely. Yep. And that, so that used to happen quite a bit. And then I had people uh, hitting me up on Facebook saying, oh, we want to hear more of you, what you got to say. Yeah. So oh. I've had a bit of a following. And, yeah. So. And I think from last 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 check on Facebook, you're serious about Rugby League Facebook page, got 52,000 followers on there. So that's a pretty big, pretty big uh, following that you've got there. So a lot of people... Trust your knowledge and 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 go from from your knowledge and you and your mates are doing a pretty good job there with that. Yeah, no, definitely. Like we have done really well. Everything is organic, so we've never paid for any likes. <laughs> nice. So it's all organic. Work really hard, and basically we got our big break back in two thousand and thirteen. So in two thousand and thirteen, I received an email from a group of people from Hull in the UK. Uh, they were Graham uh, Middleton was the main guy along with Allison and there was a few other people and they wanted some direction because they were starting a campaign to change the highest honour in English rugby league the men still were to be named after Steve Prescott uh, a little bit about Steve's background obviously he uh, was an international rugby league player played for St Helens played for Hull and 
during his career, like he represented um, Iowa as well. Like he was a pretty good fullback. Well, he ended up coming down with a, a very rare cancer in his stomach, and the doctors told him when it first happened, "Oh, mate, you need to slow down." And that, like, you can't be doing this, you can't be doing that, because it's no good for your health. Well, Steve ended up raising a lot of money for different charities and hospitals. And basically what he done was put himself through physical challenge that the most fittest people would struggle to do, to raise money. And at the time when we got involved, the count was close to £500,000. So that's like a million dollars Australian for these charities. And that's why the Man of Steel and Steve Prescott came, like, was a good fit. Well, anyway, when I got wind of the email, I said, yeah, we can give you some direction. They were only expecting a little bit of advice, what we can do. We do a little bit of promoting, like, you know, just to give them that foothold. Well, myself became probably too invested in it, <laughs> as you do. And... Being too invested in it, like I end up being a part of the crew all the way from here in Sydney, Australia, dealing with people in Holland. It was pretty good because I'm an insomniac. Mm. So I'm up you know, the bell <laughs> anyway. So we got to communicate so well. And so they had like uh, petitions, they had so many different events. But during that time, Steve passed away. And like I remember. Like, because I was down in Canberra at the time, and it was when we had the election, the national election up here here in Australia. And I was wearing a, the original and one and only Steve Prescott Man of Steel campaign T-shirt. And people were asking, who's Steve Prescott? Because, you know, Steve Prescott campaign. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm telling everyone who Steve Prescott was on my drive from Sydney down to Canberra and telling them all about it. Well, I got the phone call that Steve had passed away. And I remember we got told just for the time being, just put a halt to the campaign. And a few people were like, okay, 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 we'll stop. And I was like, me personally, in this where I, I said before, I probably got too invested in it. I was like, no, we can't stop. We've got to keep on pushing because if we stop now... Momentum stops. Momentum stops. Yeah. Well, when Steve passed away, guys like Sam Tompkins... Like jumped on board and started promoting, like not promote, but he shared it yeah. on his like Twitter, I believe, and just other players, or quite a few other people Jumping jumped on board. on board and started promoting, and then obviously it just went back up again. And obviously we had like legends of the game over in England like jump on board and just help to get this to happen. Well, anyway, it was March, early March it was, in two thousand and fourteen. Um, I was on my way to the hospital to get a tumour removed because during that time I was uh, diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer and I went in and had an operation but the morning of I've gone to go to the hospital I've had a phone call from England <laughs> oh Trev I've got to tell you something and I'm like what they go but can't tell no one yet but we've done it I'm like what have we done <laughs> and they're like oh Mate, the RFL have finally agreed they're going to name the Steve, the Man of Steel Award after Steve Prescott. So now it's called the Steve Prescott Man of Steel Award. Awesome. So I'm, nice. on, I'm on my way to the hospital and I'm like on my social media and 
and serious about rugby telling everyone because obviously you remember how we had the rugby league show boots and all yeah well they had their version at the time over there as well yeah. and that's when they were announcing it on boots and all and i'm telling everyone guys watch boots and all tonight big announcement that's going to change the game forever and people were like trev what is it what is it and i'm <laughs> thinking to myself are you silly like what have I been working on yeah. for, with, yeah. with the people for the last how many months? And you want to know what it is. So anyway, long story short, um, it was a success. And Steve Prescott, his memory's going to live on forever. Yeah, yeah. That's the main thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so now, you know, well, Ben Barber's received that award in the recent years, didn't he? Yeah, that's right, Ben Barber. So, some great players have received the award over the years. And obviously before it was known as Steve Prescott, guys like Jamie Lyons yeah. received it. So it's going to live on forever. For people that don't know about the award, is it similar to the Daly M here? Okay, so what it used to be, um, so players, officials, everyone used to sort of like get a vote. Um, but now what I believe from what I've been told is that they've changed it to make it similar to how Vidal M works here. Because uh, okay. back then it was more of a, you're picked by your peers. Yeah. Now it's more based on the game itself. Oh, okay. That's, that's the main thing, yeah. yeah. Okay, mate. I know you just said you're a rugby league fanatic, but if there was no rugby league, where would you be? What would you be doing? What, what job would you be doing? Uh, if there was no rugby league... Mate, you really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> we asked the question. We asked yeah. the question. <laughs> That's right. Mate, I'll be a WWE wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Grew, grew, up, grew, up, grew, up, grew up watching the wrestling, so that was, that was a... That WWF was a, back in the day. That's right. So you, me, you mentioned you were over at Europe, uh, and I've been following a bit of your stuff there. You're coaching the, the head coach of the Serbian team. You want to just fill us in with your time over in Serbia and how the game's evolving over there obviously way behind what it is over here in australia but nonetheless it's it's over there it's it's expanding yeah no sure definitely so when i was approached to go to serbia i was approached by colin clayweg who's the owner of red star belgrade rugby league and he asked me if i was interested in going over and uh, coaching red star belgrade and he told me what the plans were for the club moving forward and it was something I was like, maybe this is like pretty good. And I thought about it. And so I went over there. And while I was over there, like I really enjoyed it. Uh, I got to go to Turkey. Uh, we played a game in Turkey in the Balkan Super League. So Balkan Super League is like Champions League. Oh, yeah. And, that, so, and we played against a team called the Balaji Badgers. And um, so they were... Well, they weren't the champion team from Turkey, but they were good yeah, to represent. They were like, you know, because quite a few of the countries in throughout the Balkan region got to have a few teams uh, compete. But in throughout the Balkans, like Serbia is the stronger hold of rugby league. Like, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, unfortunately, my time did get cut short uh, due to health reasons. And, but uh, the game's improving. And just to also to let you know, like, just recently... Uh, Red Star Belgrade and South Sydney Rabbitohs have formed a partnership. Oh yeah, I read that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so like it's uh, pretty it's good. Evolving there, well. Well, yeah, it's pretty good. Like I don't know the full details exactly, but from what I've um, heard and been told, um, basically at the moment South Sydney's helping them more with the logistics side of things. Oh, yeah. And that, and obviously depending on time restraints, is depends on how 
like when the coaches, depending on what coaches they can send over, mm. but no, at least it's a start. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the game is going to grow throughout the Balkan region. Yeah. What did you learn about the game, about yourself, being over there in a foreign country? Uh, what did I learn about the game and myself? Yeah. Um, one, one thing I learned about myself is that it doesn't matter how good you think you are, that you need good people around you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, don't get me wrong, like, I had, like, some good people at uh, Red Star Belgrade, but it's just more, um, I, I probably, on a personal level, just away from the game when I was over there, I, I probably just didn't have that, um, support people that you need. So, like, guys like, for example, like, I'll, just, um, I'll use Brad Arthur, for example, from Parramatta, or the top coaches in the NRL, they go home, they got their families. Yeah. You know, they got their um, kids. wives, kids. Man, obviously, like, I had none of that. And that, so going over, I just really had just myself and and the guys I was living with. And then, obviously, when weather permitted, because when I first got there, I felt like a Rocky Bow Bowler in Rocky Fall, leaving <laughs> America, going to Russia and landing in Russia. I remember leaving Australia, it was 47 degrees. I landed in Serbia. It was minus ten. Oh, <laughs> lovely! So, in the footy so, shorts. In the footy done shorts. A, done, done a bit of the um, the Jamaicans, the cool runnings, come out in the shirt and shorts, run back in, come out in the bummer jacket, <laughs> yeah, come back out. Right. <laughs> no, that's right. But uh, but to be honest, like it was a good uh, experience. Like I'd love to go back there one day. Um, I did have offers to go and coach in England this year, but um, the offer with Blacktown Workers Seagulls was too good to refuse. Because obviously, as a coach, you're only as good as your last game. Yeah. And that, and if you're not getting wins on the board, well, there you go. But with the media, no, it's more long term. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, mate. And growing up, who'd you pretend to be in the backyard, and who'd you support? Okay, yeah. Um, it's funny. I think it changed every year. <laughs> <laughs> most most no, kids change every year, don't they? No, no like uh, growing growing up. Um, like I idolised Wally Lewis. Yeah. And that, uh, Wally, like, he was pretty good. I think most of my influence was probably due to uh, Agro's Cardian Connection. Because <laughs> obviously that was filmed in Queensland and Agro loved Wally Lewis. And I remember, I even one year, I even got the song on cassette, on the Agro cassette, and it was called Wally, Wally, Wally. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that was uh, Wally Lewis. But um, also in the early 90s, Growing up in the western suburbs of Sydney, Penrith were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Greg Alexander, yeah, yeah. Um, he was amazing. Uh, but then, like, I also look at other players that I used to like watching. I used to like uh, watching Ellery Henley from England. Yeah. Now, like, I know he came out here a bit, but also I remember watching him play for Great Britain. Like, he, he was amazing. I, I used to love watching him play. Yeah, I could go on all day about all the different players that I liked, but uh, and one player that may shock you that I used to like, and I believe he was very underrated, was the Brisbane winger Willie Kahn. Oh, yeah. oh Wiggly. Yeah. Willie Kahn, mate. Like, I, I used to enjoy watching him. Uh, Terry Madison. Yeah. Uh, the old lock forward for the Broncos. Uh, Glenn, Glenn Lazarus. No, I definitely... Mr. Uh, was it Mr. Six Clubs and Premierships in nearly all of them? Yeah, he, well, he, yeah he, was the first, he was the first uh, player in 
uh, first grade history in Australia to win a premiership at every club That's that he played at. Yeah, um, I think that it, uh, it'd be replicated very, yeah, very, no, very soon. Not. So, yeah, but I, I could go on and on about the different players that I've liked over the years. I, I like players for different uh, reasons. Yeah. Um, Tawira Nikia. Yeah. And that, like, I remember watching him play for Castleford and then he signed with Cronulla and I just said, oh, mate, like, I was only, like, nine, ten years old at the time. And I said, oh, he's the player, but you got to watch it. Yeah. And, and when Melbourne signed him, I thought, awesome, because what? Melbourne like, were pretty good when they came yeah. through. Yeah, no, for sure. But um, just a like I'm not I know I'm sort of going off track with this, but no, you're right. um, when I was over in England, I got to meet the great Neil Fox. Okay. Uh, just give you a bit of a story, Neil Fox for your listeners. Neil Fox is the all-time leading point scorer in rugby league history. His point record will never ever be beaten. And so Neil at the time played for. Back in the 50s and 60s, and I believe he played a little bit in the early 70s. He played top flight rugby league from when he was like 17, 18 years old. Uh, he represented Great Britain back when the game was pretty good, yeah. like well, yeah. better than what it was here in Australia. And uh, and he scored like that many points. It's not funny. So just put it in perspective, someone in Australia to beat his record would probably, if they played for 20 years straight, Scored at least 20 points a game, they still won't beat his all time yeah. point record. Maybe it's a record for Cameron Smith to have a look at. He'll be in a wheelchair by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I just thought I'll throw that in, mate, because like, I was pretty lucky when I was, because I did get to go to England uh, when the last year when I was over there, and I got to meet quite a few of the people who've supported my work, and uh, me and Neil was pretty good. Yeah, no. Lastly, mate, your goals for 2019. So your goals to obviously expand Blackhound Workers' Facebook page, which I believe it's 40, 40 likes away from 2,000. Is there any more likes, any more goals that you've got for 2019 to make it a real good stellar 2019? Yeah, mate. Um, for myself, like I'd like to get the brand of the Blacktown Workers Seagulls better than what it is. Yep. I want to get the diehard Manly supporters involved. And it's basically about giving them information. Uh, one thing I found before I joined was that, and talking to Manly supporters, they didn't get enough information about Blacktown. Yeah. And one thing I've been working on since I've uh, came on board is trying to gain that respect from the Manly supporters educate them and educate them on what's happening and to their credit they're coming on board won't happen overnight no, no. Um, what's the old saying Rome wasn't built in a day in a day no so but in the day man, it's just about trying to build up the relationship and because everyone you hear everyone say oh we've got to have the old three grades or four grades back on, on, oh, game, we, day. on yeah. game day on game day but end of the day yeah you may want it back but do you know who like, I'm just using, like, who little Johnny is coming through the grades. Yeah. Do you know who little Tyson is? No, but when they get to first grade, oh, who are they? Or if you're watching Ron Massey Cup or Canterbury Cup, New South Wales, you would know who these players are who are coming yeah. through. And that's the thing is, like, we've got to try to get more attention to our feeder systems 
than just worrying about first grade. Don't get me wrong, first grade is the final product. Yeah, exactly. But if we don't have the grassroots and the feeder systems right, how yeah. can we have our final product right? And if, yeah, if they're not promoting the game all through the levels, or then you know the the names, the talented players that are that are sitting in in Ron Massey and that don't get yeah. notice and and whatnot. And quickly with that as well, would would we be would you guys be attempting to try and get a manly trial match at the new stadium next year? Would that be on the on the record or on the cards to happen? Yeah, that will be definitely great to happen. Like uh. Like we'll have talks with Manly and try to get a trial game there. But uh, at the moment, I can't say yes and I can't say no. But it'll be great to have it happen. Like just uh, this Saturday, we've got the Manly Junior Reps playing there. Yeah. Uh, Saturday morning, so... Oh, be nice. And so, yeah, and... Manly, Manly v Penrith next year, 2020 uh, trial match at AG Labor. Wouldn't that be a, wouldn't that be a great spectacle? Everyone don't have to travel too far. Just like the dogs going back to Belmore and you know South Plant Redfern, I think. Yeah, no, definitely it would be good. Awesome. Well, I would like to thank um, Trev for his time and the Blacktown Workers uh, Seagulls. Um, all the boys here at the final whistle. We wish you the best of luck for the 2019 season. And if you want to go down and see the um, first game at the new stadium, 31st of March, 1pm, mighty Blacktown Workers will take on the New Zealand Warriors who are travelling over the over from overseas. Make sure you get down there and have a look, check it out, and make sure you find Trev and say hello to him. He's a very ha- very likable fella. And Trev, you're going to stick around for the previews? Yeah, no, sure, definitely I'll stick around. Sweet out. Previews coming up very shortly, guys. Awesome, Give us a sec. Thank you. Thank you very much, Trev. All right, here we are. Preview round two. Thursday, 7.50pm at Jubilee Stadium. Dragons versus South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, Larry replaces uh, Frizzell at lock and Josh Kerr comes as an interchange bench uh, Corey Allen drops a reserve grade and Tyle Kerner um, replaces him on the bench what can we think about this? yeah look the Dragons were beaten by a really good big forward pack and it does get any easier South is the same thing so I'm going to tip I will tip the, uh, the Bunnies to get over the Dragons in this one yeah, no, I um, I went at a North Sydney match, so the the trial match, oh not the trial match, New South Wales Cup match on the weekend, and yeah, Kyle Turner, really, really, really was impressive out there, and so so much so that Bennett was there watching him and must have yeah. chose him. Allen backed up in in the um, New South Wales Cup match there between Bears and um and South, and didn't do too much to keep that spot off of mine. It was a real wet game. As for Dragons, as Griffo said. Yeah, forward pack after forward pack. I think Dragons. I don't know who they've got next week. Or, you know, there's not that many, not that many teams that don't have big forward packs nowadays. I think maybe Canberra is the only one that don't have a real, real big tough forward pack. But for mine, uh, South they rolled the defending premiers last week. I reckon they'll roll Dragons this week, twelve plus, and my tips are South. Awesome. Yeah, just to go with what you said there, mate. South Sydney forward pack. Like, to be honest, I think their pack is one of the bully packs of the Definitely. Yeah. NRL this year. And then just that, just to add in on that as well, <laughs> their reserve grade. They, they, I think they signed him as a development player from Blacktown Workers, Tom Amoni. Oh, mate, he come screaming off every kickoff that they gave him the ball, every dropout. He just made twenty meters and yeah. he just kept pumping. He had no, no slowing. He he came off. They they subbed him. 
and I watched him go to the bench and he put his hand back up and went back out literally two minutes after. He just wanted to play yeah. and yeah, he's gonna come into that team and Yeah, when when the time comes for him to play first grade, oh, like he won't dis- he won't disappoint. No, no. Take and he's one of thirteen kids. So, <laughs> really you know, there's a big Bit big family coming in through there. <laughs> Uh, Ravalawa keeps his spot in the wing. Not really much into that with um, Lomax still left in reserve grade. Yeah, no. Ravalawa did pretty good on the weekend in the, in the defeated side. Did all the right things, brought the ball back, ran ran his normal scoot lines and whatever else. So, no, Lomax will get in there. Just, I guess he's got to wait his, his bite his time because, yeah. you know, you can always stick good Duffy play. on the wing if That's you right. have to. So, He's, yeah, he's sitting there behind Dufty because Dufty can play anywhere yeah, in the back line right, yeah. and in the halves if needed to be. So yeah. he'll get there, just waiting the time. How does the Dragons get um, Dufty more involved? He only played a couple of minutes last week. Oh, Mary McGregor, he left him out, didn't he? Brought him on late in the game and although no points were really scored, he he troubled the line a bit. He's yeah, I speed. think you kind of got to get him in early, don't you? Maybe not the first 15 minutes where it's so full pace and full no, on. No, yeah. But definitely any time after that, I think, what, why else is he on the bench? I think that's his time to come in and you know get around all the slow, tired forwards. Yeah, 100%. Got to be around there. My, I personally think they should use him like um, Brendan Smith for the Storm. Yeah. Put him in at yeah. lock and just, and just get run. There's tired forwards up around the ruck. That's oh, it. yeah. So yeah. he goes through there. I reckon, you know, Alan probably not going to get run unless there's injury in the back line anyway. Uh, but they've gone with four mobile forwards on the bench. You know, you got Ethan Lowe that, that can play anywhere. There's any injury in in their back line, so you can play centre or wing if you need to be. Um, South, I reckon South in that easy. Yep. Move on to the Friday, six pm. Um, Raiders versus Storm. Jordan Rapana returns, um, and um, Simpson dropped back to reserve grade. He's always going to slot slot back in there, wasn't he, boys? Oh, yeah, away. yeah. He he, he was going. He's going to go straight back in there. You know, to, what were they calling it last year? Lepana, you know, Joey Lalua and and mm. Jordan Rappiner sitting on that sitting on that left edge, or and that they're going to carve up. So yeah. now, as soon as he was even at I think ninety percent, he was straight back into that team. So Canberra was full strength now. Hopefully they hopefully they give it the storm. I mean. Storm were pretty pretty clinical, you know, themselves last week. Did everything right, really. Um, but, you know, I just Raiders at home, big win last week. I think they can do it. I'm, I'm, I'm back in the Raiders. The Viking clap, yeah, yeah. No, well, I'm going the Raiders. Cause my bold prediction is not looking pretty good at the moment, is it? <laughs> Melbourne not to make the eight. So, no, nah, I'm going Canberra at home with the big Viking clap and, yep. the, and the Raiders fans behind them. Patrick Kafusi comes in for either Husum. He's got a stuffed um, throat there. <laughs> Fractured larynx. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Some weird name there. But, um, yeah, I'm going with the storm here. Hard to go past them. Yeah, no. Well, just with that, well, Canberra just have to be clinical and don't give uh, Melbourne any opportunity. Because we all know, even though they got no Cronk, they got no Slater, they still got Smith. Yeah, that's right. And we all know, everyone knows they their formation and the way they do things down in Melbourne, it doesn't matter who you are, Craig Bellamy's philosophy is worry about yourself and do your job. If you're doing your job, everything will come together. But if you're worrying about the guy next to you, it's not going to come together. Just quickly on Cameron Smith, I think Melbourne, if they're smart enough, go out to a, a vineyard and a winery out in the out in the 
out of Melbourne scrubs there and get him to make a, a new brand of wine called Earl Smith. He's, <laughs> he's aging like a fine wine, isn't he? They could make a bit of money off that one there, I reckon, if they um, if they package it well. We'll get on to McWilliams wines for you, mate. <laughs> Second game on Friday, um, local derby. You know, battle of Queensland's best up there, Broncos versus Cowboys. Uh, Broncos are disappointing in the first game. Um, Matt Lodge suspended two weeks. Um, Pangai Jr. comes in at prop. Fafita starts in the second row. Jaden Sue goes back to the bench and Fencer comes onto the bench. Yeah, I, I want to say firstly, I think Griffin made his first mistake by leaving Fafita off for as long as he did. Griffin? Yeah. Griffin? Ah, uh, sorry. Um, Seabold. <laughs> I really think Fafita needed to be on earlier, and I just think he bring, would have bring that bit of mongrel we probably needed at that time. Hence, but, um, hence the reason to change, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, still a, nothing against Sua. I thought he'd done his job, but I just think Fafita a bit more aggro. If he plays the way he did in the All-Stars game, he's, he's just going to rip yeah. in. Look, I've got, I mean, I'm a Bronco supporter, but off the back of last week, what the Cowboys did, you know, Tal Malone, 300 metres... I'm going to Cowboys on this one, and it pains me to say that. Oh, going against your team. Yeah, Cowboys, Cowboys unnamed. Um, oh, unchanged, yeah. yeah, unchanged their team, yeah. I'm going, yeah, well, Tom Lola said in, after the game that, you know, he was feeling it, and he, he wasn't 100%, but if he runs over 300 metres, and then 93 of that is, you know, um, after contact, you know, set up a try, scored a try. Mate, if he's not 100% fit, Feel for the Broncos. <laughs> like, just, yeah. just with the Broncos, like at the moment, they're struggling in the halves. Yeah. They've signed young Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah, give him a run. Yes. Mate, Sean O'Sullivan, like I had him when he was 17 years old. And I, I said back then with Sean, like, he's one of those halfbacks who was beyond his years. You know, he controlled a game. He wasn't your flashy, but he drove yeah. the team around the park. Yeah. And that's what Brisbane need. Oh, 100%. So... Like, what are they? What have they got there at the so moment? At the they've, moment, they got uh, Anthony Milford and Cody Nicarima. Yeah. So a fullback and a, a fullback and a hooker. So playing in the halves. Like, like me personally, like I wouldn't be like see Sean in number seven, have Anthony or, or Cody as five eight, and the other one back in back in the mm. um, fullback role. Nothing against Darius, but I think Darius yeah. probably because he's getting older now. Yeah. He'll probably, yeah. Well, on that, on the I've seen back a decent side where Boyd moved to the centres, Sarko back to fullback, Nikarima to the fourteen. You know that utility and O'Sullivan into the side. Yeah, I think it could work. It's like you said with the Boyd. And then yeah, Milford, Milford can just become that exactly. that, that pop up wherever they need wherever to see, see something. something. Yeah, and I, 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 that's just my no, opinion. But Sean O'Sullivan, like. He's a, he's a leader of men, and what just uh, what he can do, Brisbane needs someone who's going to be calm and steer the ship. Natural yeah. natural halfback too. It wouldn't um, take too many losses before he gets a run. Well, yeah. when Cronk was out last year, he slotted in well there. At, oh, at the at the Roosters, oh yeah, yeah. Just led the boys around, you know, and that's what I think. You know, I think Milford's best position is probably his fullback. That's where he made his name um, at, at the Raiders. But um, you know, he's also a, a decent five eight too. When he's on, he's on. Yep. But um, when he's off, you know, does does go missing. So, battle of the Fords, massive Ford pack out there. So strap yeah. yourselves in for a blockbuster. Cowboys for mine too for that game. I'm picking Cowboys. Cowboys all around here. Well done. On to the first Saturday game, Cronulla versus Gold Coast Titans. 
um, Sharks unnamed. Um, and Roberts and Ash Taylor ruled out. Um, Riley Jacks makes his debut for the Titans. And AJ Brimson um, slots in at 5'8". Anthony Don back on the wing. And Philip Sammy shifted to the bench as a utility. What do you think about this? Yeah, and Titans were very disappointing first up. But as, as you saw with most of the games, you know, towards the back end, there was a lot of rain. Yeah. So there was a lot of errors that were going to come from it. Um, but 21-0, it, they didn't show anything, did they? Like, you know, first game, home game, and we all tipped them basically for that home ground advantage. Um, I I hope for Riley Jackson and AJ Brunson they can they can um spark the light spark it a bit for them. Um, I don't see Cronulla having a zero and two loss um, start, season. start season. I reckon I reckon just off the forwards alone, you know, Fafita, Gallon, and then you know Sasaki running in doing his dummy half scoots. I've got Cronulla there for that one. Yeah, mate, look, like you said, you know, Titans, I know it was, like you say, it was bad weather and that, but, you know, there wasn't much there, you know, even Peachy, you know, I was hoping for big things from him, but he sort of, I know it's first game, first round, but he really didn't seem interested. Um, not saying that I really like the Sharkies either. <laughs> um, you know, he went up there and got beaten by Newcastle, put in a brave effort, but I didn't really see much that I liked. A lot of drop ball up there by the yeah, Sharks. Yeah. Uncompleted at 60%, um, I think. Yeah. Yeah, look, I've got I've got Sharkies beating the Titans, but not not in a very exciting game. Yeah, we'll do halves for the Titans. Um, Riley Jackson brings some structure that he got from the Storm down there with Bellamy. Um, I think it's too much of an ass for the Titans. Come down here, Shark Park. could be packed out there first home game of the season for them. Yeah. I think Sharks, Sharks by plenty. In the second game on Saturday... Uh, ninth versus Panthers. Um, how good were we last week, boys? <laughs> we're waiting for that, weren't we? Yeah. Um, many, yeah. many years of uh, <laughs> disappointment. You know, you watch it this year. Knights in the top four. I reckon a lot of jerseys will come out of the woodwork. Uh, to be fair, we packed out a lot of stadiums and we we're getting a spoon as well. So no, nah, <laughs> scouts, scouts, on, scouts on it to their fans. Their fans, they turned up each week, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. Who's in? Who's out? So, obviously, in the Knights, have got uh, Dave Safidi. Um, uh, sorry, Daniel Safidi. He's done his knee. Um, it's a week-to-week process for him. So, Herman SASA comes in. Probably adds adds more, anyway. Um, he was unlucky to miss out last week. Um, Panthers, they get back to Toa. Um, Egan drops drops out to the bench. And then Luai drops out of the, the whole 17 altogether. Um, it's a hard one, you know. The Knights turn up like they did last week. I was very impressed um, with our defence. Personally, uh, obviously nil all at half time, but this attitude um, up there too. I was listening to Nathan Brown's um, interview today on uh, NRL 360, and just this what the new players have brought uh, up there. Not just you know their experience, but the way they prepare for the game. He was giving us a good insight of how um, how Clemmer and Glasby and all those blokes prepare. So he said it's you know it's invaluable for these for these kids that are around them uh, moving uh, moving up in the grades and uh, how to prepare them. So I said that you know Clemens diet is probably one of the best that he's ever seen from a first grader. Um, so that's that's all good. Our goal was to give it to Gallon after the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah Gallon wasn't wasn't impressed, was he? Yeah, the boys were giving it to him, saying we're not boys anymore, we're men. 
I think if Penrith drop as much ball against as yeah. it did against Para, um, you know, Pierce and Ponga will run the show up there. But yeah. if they hold the ball and they show their form like they did last year, Strap resolves in for a big one. But yeah. I'm a Knights fan, so I'll pick in the Knights. Yeah. With that holding the ball, that's the only reason I went for Penrith. If they get a dry track, I think they're going to complete better. They got close to Parramatta. I know with one man down, but they also didn't help themselves. No. And I think that they'll be better. They would want to win. They'd want to get the preseason behind them. And I think they'll get over the Knights. They need to come out of the blocks. You know, you saw the first three games last year. 14-0 down, 14-0 yeah. down. And then they'll just come back and scrape it, you know, two out of three times. They need to turn up and turn up well. Um, they need to, yeah, be on the go as soon as that kickoff's done. Um, I know it's only round two. But you, you kind of think that if uh, Mitchell Pierce comes to put a class against Maloney and Cleary, he's going to push for that blue spot. Oh, could be the battle there, couldn't it? You know what I mean? Like, it, I know it's early, but it's a game if I was Freddie, I'd be sitting there watching. Throwing mm-hmm. that, 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 that yeah. incumbent. Uh, but saying that, you know, Cleary, it's so much talk around Cleary being coached by Cleary. Um, you know, I, I don't see it that. I just see it's another coach, another player. That's yeah, you may call him dad. You may call him dad and that. Yeah, and uh, that's that's uh, that's the kind of thing that I like with my boy being halfback. I can give him a game plan and whatnot, and that's probably what Ivan's wanting. Exactly. Wanting there, you know, they can talk game plans a bit more intently with the halfback at home every night. Um, good to see Hamé Sally not end up with a broken arm. He did miss that that bulk of that match mm. in a sling. We fought the worst there, but he's come back pretty good and been named for mind. I would uh, have Katoa on the bench and I'd have Wade Egan start. I believe Wade Egan's a better it's, hooker. It's He's more of a running up. hooker. Katoa's more better as a defensive defensive lock. I think majority rules with Egan over Katoa. But... Yeah. yeah to, to be honest, like just with Katoa and Egan, like, Katoa can handle the start of the game. Yeah, he can take on the physicality. Yeah. And Wade Egan will come on when the players are tired, it's so he's good to get out because obviously Katoa doesn't get out of hooker enough where Wade Egan will come in and he yeah. can bounce out of the hooker. But then it's up to the guys up front to get that roll on to happen as well. Yeah, for definitely. sure. And I, I don't think I don't think uh, Cleary will put Moses Leota starting Campbell Gillard on the uh, on the bench this week. I think that was a fail. Um, and going forward, I think yeah, pretty sure Campbell Gillard's been named um, named at, at ten. And Leota's on the bench. And, yeah, Frank Winterstein's going to make his start. Recently signed over from Manly. Um, with Tyrell... Fuyomono. Uh, Fuyo sitting out this one, probably playing in Reggie's. No, uh, to, I believe uh, Tyrell injured himself. Oh, did he? It, hasn't, yeah. be, it hasn't, been, hasn't been said. But, yeah, well, there could be an injury there as well. We don't know. It's a shame uh, for Tyrell. Like, he's a Penrith junior. Yeah. Uh, obviously... Went away and, and played these Howard Matson at Parramatta before going over to North Sydney and had played with South Sydney, but it's uh, good for him to be back at Penrith. Mm. Yeah, he was real damaging for North Sydney last year, yep. uh, going to majority of the games, and he, he played down that left side and he was really damaging down yep. there. So, if it is an injury, hopefully it's a quick one and he's back in that side pretty quickly. Um, real, real good to see Penrith juniors come back to Penrith. Penrith for mine. Awesome. Onto the third game of Saturday. Manly versus Roosters. Uh, Fanil Blake, suspended. Um, and this Sipili, um comes in for him. 
and the return of the young uh, hooker Fainu um, comes comes back on the bench, giving some um, versatility um, off the bench there for them. Uh, for me, I can only see a Roosters win. Roosters by plenty for me. Yeah, Roosters. Uh, Manly, second game under Dez. Uh, I still think it's going to take a bit for, like, you know, they've had the preseason, they've had trial matches, but week in, week out grind, you know, learning what, what Dez does after a match. You know, in the past we've seen doors fly off. Um, but just just talking about the game, recounting the game and, and his um, game review, it'll take time. Um, I don't see much. You know, what They've got Turbo out to around four at least. Um, yeah, Roosters by 13. Plus. Plus. Yeah, I'm with you, boys. I just think Roosters... All the way. Awesome. That simple. Leads us into Sunday, 4pm. Local derby. Dogs and dogs and eels. Um, eels start off well. Last game. Um, dogs, very disappointing. I'm surprised that they've named the same 17 without bringing Reese Martin back in. Um, but Michael Jennings suspended. Nathan Brown is out for a you know, number of weeks. Could be months. Um, Will Smith... Um, he's also out, so Josh Hoffman um, comes back in. Um, Junior Poller returns from hamstring. Morola to lock and and Salmon on the bench. There's talks that George Jennings might be late inclusion, so we've got to watch this one. Yeah, yeah, the Eels got the win there at Penrith. Um, yeah, they looked well. The halves combined well, played pretty pretty good footy. Um, yeah. Enough. I think I said enough last week about the doggies, and uh, I'll just I'll say now I think they're going to lose this one too. Eels for me. <laughs> uh, well, um, I was I'm going eels. It is a uh, it is a, a volunteer appreciation day. I've got my four tickets. I'll be out, I'll be I'll be out there. I'll be watching it. We um, they've they've got a, a yeah a volunteer appreciation day out there for for uh, all the volunteers in the Parramatta district. Um, yeah, so I've got the four tickets. We're going through this, the, the New South Wales State of Santa and then go in and watch the match. Um, I was watching the Doggies Canterbury Cup side last week and yeah, if I was going to change anything, I'd probably have put Jack, Jack Cogger on the bench in the utility role. He played out of his skin over there in New Zealand. Um, Parramatta, yeah, like I said, they were my team at the round. Uh, yeah, Jennings, Jennings, Michael, is suspended for the week. Uh, they brought Josh Hoffman in, but yeah, there is talk that George might get the nod. Get the nod at training. One Jennings out, another Jennings in. Yeah, the clash in that game that I'm looking forward to is Josh Jackson up against Sean Lane. Like I thought Sean Lane played really well last week for Parramatta against the Panthers, and, that, and I believe like his uh, performance uh, went unnoticed quite a bit. Yeah, no, Sean Lane was really, really, really good, really clinical. Um, Surprised they managed to let him go. Mm. He, he he just once that once that left edge between Siva, Michael, Sean Lane, and then with with um Dylan Brown out there, he caused problems for Maloney last week. That, that Sean Lane just he yeah, could, he could no, take a trip could, out there, Maloney. That that left edge for Parramatta could not maybe not maybe this year, but next year could become the most potent left hand edge. Very cool. Big call. Um, 
I noticed that you mentioned about Sean Lane playing the left there. Jackson's move. Jackson's move to the left, yeah. uh, left edge last week. So I don't know what's going on there. He, he was got second row of the year last year playing on the right. So I don't know what Dean Pay's doing there. So um, Parramatta for back, mine. Parramatta for you. Yeah. He's moving back to over there. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't get paid millions of dollars for this, but yeah, like he got second row of the year last year. So I don't know why he's moving in, but. Um, I don't know who come across. If Reese Martin's playing there, you, you put him there, but he's not. So, um, dogs got out muscled in every aspect last week. So let's hope they turn up. I reckon it'll be close, but I'm going with Para. You know, Para. Para clean. Para clean. Yeah. All right, last game of the round. Tigers versus top of the table New Zealand Warriors. I don't think I'd be saying that three months ago. Top of the table Warriors, eh? After one game. No but... changes for um. No change for the Tigers, but there's talks that. Uh, and Bayer will come back in. There's, you know, there's talks Josh Reynolds might get a spot on the bench, but yeah. um, he's been named in for the Magpies as well, so we'll see what happens there. Um, Isaiah Papali returns from his off-field DUI charge over the over the off-season. Give him a spell last week, and he come back in, he'll, he'll rip back in like he did last year. And Isaac, Isaac Luke returns. Um, you know, I mean, gives him some extra, extra attack there. Um yeah. How do you see this one going, boys? This this is the test here where the Warriors can back that up. If they can do it again, they'll win again. But like we saw over the past, you know, it's been one good performance followed up by a terrible performance. So I'm hoping that we do get the Warriors that, you know, were way too good for the Doggies last week. And, you know, they're my pick. I think they'll get over the Tigers. Yeah, no, so uh, Isaac Luke, he, he's on the extended bench. He could get a late start. Um, I'm going Tigers just off the, the, the chance that Warriors do come over pretty bad. But they've got this new defensive strength and conditioning coach over there, which has really put them through their paces. Um, a lot of players have said they're the fittest they've ever been coming in the round one because of this new fella. Yeah. Um, the name escapes me from mine at the moment, but he's been ripping them in. But I'm hoping that the uh, fine vintage wine in Benji and Robbie last another round at least because that was that was gold like a double from Robbie yeah, Benji good, yeah. Benji setting up stuff like it was two thousand and five yeah. and you know it makes Tigers fans lick their lips thinking that they're gonna they're gonna go good this year and it makes the competition a lot closer doesn't it no you know and you don't you don't want after round six going yep I'm putting a line for this play, this yeah. club this club so yeah the Tigers for mine um for that game. Toss of the coin for me. Like I said, if Warriors turn up, they'll win. Like I said, if the Tigers turn up like they did in the second half against Manly. Um, I've tipped the Warriors only because of their form. They really impressed me. I had them not in my eight. Um, I had them down the track as well. But very, <laughs> they impressed me um, as well as the Eels did last week. But, yeah, I've, I've picked the Warriors. Um, at least they're not playing at the eighth wonder of the world out there at Leichhardt. They're at Campbelltown this week, so we'll see how they go. Yeah, just to go with that, like Benji Marshall and Robbie Farrow, they turned back to time, mm-hmm. and it was good to watch. Like we always know, when Benji and Robbie were on point, it was good to watch. It doesn't matter who you went for. Yeah, it was a great. Like great it was viewing. always good to watch, and uh, and from a my point of view. I could sit down all day, every day, and watch highlights of them yeah. play yeah. when they're on song. 
Oh, obviously, uh, but the same time, Adam uh, Keegan. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Adam Adam Keegan. Yeah, um, Kieran, yeah. Kieran, Kieran, yeah, from the Warriors. Adam Kieran, yeah, sorry, Adam Kieran from the Warriors. Mate, played uh, reserve grade the last couple of years at Penrith. Obviously, showed his dominance because obviously Penrith had that dominance in the Canterbury Cup. And that, yes, and, they um, did. Yeah, they 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 had a lot of dominance. 2016, 2017. That's right, and he was one of the main reasons why that. And it's good to see him play first grade yeah. because obviously there's only a small number of players who get that opportunity, and once you get it, you got to take it two hands. And having Blake Green, who's now a veteran, who's played all around the world, he's played at Wigan, he's played at Melbourne Storm. Not many players can say they've played at the best two teams in the world. Yeah. You come to look at it, you know what I mean? Like, at the time. So, he's done wonders. And normally when players go to England, they don't come back. He came back and won a premiership. Came back better. And came back better. And that's and that before he went over, no one wanted him here. So, yeah. and I'll probably put that down to the recruitment there, down to Pet Sullivan, uh, the old recruitment manager, who's won the best in the game. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, um, like you said, it's, you know, the Warriors have come good. You know, one of the Stacey Jones effect last week, he yeah, caught it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm happy for the kid. He's going good. He comes back to Australia, so we'll have some, um, have some family out there on Sunday afternoon. Guarantee you that. Um, that's it for the preview, boys. Um, Just quickly before, I think maybe around 13, we might be sitting back at our ball predictions and having a look and, and maybe maybe readjusting our wooden spoon and, and our predictions because uh, this competition is well alike. It, yeah, they've come out and they've gone, stuff you off season. This is what actual season has got. And, it's going to be another close one. Oh, and just before we, we, we finish on the preview, we have to give a round of applause and a commendation to the referees. Put the whistle in the pocket on most games. Let them play football. Um, and they let them play. And that comes back to Graham Annesley. He, um He's come back in. He is a ref himself. He's told them, boys, just, just play Play what's in front of you. Blow it when you need it. Don't blow it just because you've got to reach your KPIs or your KFC, you know, sponsor sponsor on the on the on the big screen. Um, what's the hashtag? Let them play. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's a hashtag the junior league got. Let them play. Let's bring that up to the NRL hashtag. Let them play. Put the whistle yep. away. And that is round two preview. And here we go, guys. Uh, results and ladders for your uh, lower grades, starting with um, Canterbury Cup, New South Wales results. Newcastle Knights defeated Newtown Jets 24-4. Mounties and Dragons had a 28-all draw. Warriors and Bulldogs. Uh, Warriors lost there to Bulldogs 14-19, but should have won 14-13. Back to the old days of uh, no video ref, match checking quarter to try as it was. But because it was a TV game later on, they uh, showed a replay of the ball never getting down. But back to the 1990s there where the try stands because the referee said it was a try. Uh, Magpies... They got the cookies against Blacktown Workers, 23-4. Rabbitohs beat Bears, 18-14, uh, on the Channel 9 TV game. And Panthers won against Western, uh, well, not Western Suburbs, Wenny Magpies, 22-12. In the Ron Massey Cup, Mounties won over Hills Bull, 34-10. Western Suburbs, Magpies won against... Uh, Blacktown Workers, Eagles, 38-6. Cabramatta defeated Wenny Magpies. I mean, lost, sorry, to Wenny Magpies, 12 points to 22. Uh, Jeff Daniela led St. Mary's to a victory against Asquith Magpies, 16-8. And Brothers lost to Guildford Owls on Sunday, 16 points to 29. 
And then Sydney Shield, Wright Eastwood Hawks lost to Hills Bulls 1630. Uh, Cabra defeated Wentworth Field Magpies 22-20. Moorbeck Rams lost to East Campbelltown Eagles 22-30. St. Mary's and Asquith Magpies, they had a 12-all draw. And Brothers also lost to the Guildford Counterparts 14 the 26 and the Canterbury Cup New South Wales ladder after round one is Newcastle Knights at first, Western Suburbs Magpies second, Panthers third, Dogs fourth, Rabbits fifth, Mounties sixth, Dragons in seventh, and North Sydney Bears round out the eight. Okay, in the Ron Massey Cup, top eight is Western Suburb Magpies, Mounties, Guildford Hours, Wentworthville Magpies, St Mary's. Glee Burgled Wolves, Asquith Magpies, and Cabra Matter 2 Blues. Uh, the Shield, Sydney Shield, the top eight, Hills Bulls, Guildford Owls, East Campbelltown Eagles, uh, Cabra Matter, Belrose University, St. Mary's, and Asquith Magpies. In the SJ Ball, uh, Eels are on top, Central Coast Roosters in second, Illawarra Steelers third, Manly fourth, Balmain fifth, Sharks sixth, Raiders seventh, and Dragons round out the eight. Uh, to the Tasha, Tasha Gale under-18s women's. Uh, Illawarra, Knights, Panthers, Tigers, Eels, uh, Dragons, Raiders, and the Roosters Indigenous Academy. And for Harold Matts, the, uh, the table reads like this after seven rounds of nine rounds. Uh, Knights are in first, Rabbits are in second. Uh, Manly's third, Bulldogs is fourth, Illawarra Steelers fifth, Parramatta sixth, Cronulla Sharks seventh, Balmain eighth, and I can guarantee you that Knights and Rabbits won't end this weekend undefeated because they're versing each other. So it's a top of the table <laughs> class in that Harold Mats. Both of them are undefeated, and Rabbits haven't been in the eight in the top eight in Harold Mats for five or six years. I think the last time they won it from memory was nineteen seventy nine. So they're doing pretty good. Uh, quickly shout out to um, Tony Cunningham and Trevor Skodal of North Sydney Bears. Uh, they've uh, put a, two good sides together there uh, and they're not running down the bottom. Uh, North Sydney Bears and Harold Matz are actually running 10th behind Penrith, believe it or not. Uh, long, long has been North Sydney have been referred to as Penrith's uh, reject side beside the... Penrith players don't get into, but they've uh, changed that under Tony. Uh, Tony's a Windsor boy, and uh, he's doing really good out there. And for the uh, for SG Ball, they're actually on top of the ladder in terms of Penrith. Penrith are sitting, I think, 13th, and North Sydney are 12th, and they've actually won three or four games. So North Sydney no longer the laughing stock of your Harold Matts and your SG Ball. As for country New South Wales, uh, Andrew Johns and the Laurie Daly Cup, they've got a weekend this weekend. The semi-finals will kick off next weekend. Uh, Northern Rivers and Penrith will verse and Western Rams will verse Great, Greater Northern Tigers. Uh, for Laurie Daly, North Coast Bulldogs will verse Illawarra South Coast Dragons and Parramatta in their first year in the, the country New South Wales um, comp will verse Western Rams. Just a quick one there guys. Western Rams undefeated throughout and uh, they cover a wide, widespread. They've got Group 10, Group 11, Group 14. So basically from Baffers out to the borderline yep. is basically their, their, territory. their territory out there. And, you know, just just having, having a bit of a research there. Their Group 11 used to be 
from one end to the other was four hour distance. So you used to travel six hours return for a oh, game of footy. So, you know, we have, we have parents out here going, oh, I've got to travel to Katoomba, I've got to travel to Lower Mountains. Spare a fault for them. So they've split that there. But that, that catchment there is massive and Penrith have picked up on that yeah. catchment. Um, I'm pretty sure they uh, yeah, that's right. They uh, sponsored the Group 10. Yeah, that's right. Penrith do. Uh, they've sponsored the Group 10 region now for a, a long time uh, when they took over the old Bathurst Penguins, when they became Bathurst Panthers. Oh, yeah, I remember so, that. And that was like a good nearly uh, turn of the century. So it's been a while since Penrith have invested into the Group 10, and it's good to see other... Uh, NRL clubs are adopting a group out in the country rugby league. Yeah, so pretty sure from that from that there, Northern Rivers, they're up in the Tweed, so that's our Titans area. Um, the Greater North Tigers are obviously um, West Tigers' second one because they've got the GSR West Tigers. Um, Illawarra, Illawarra and the Juniors, that boys, they're in everything. You've got, what do we got? We've got Illawarra and Harold Matts. You've got Illawarra top of the table and the girls. Illawarra and Dragons in the SG ball, and then yeah, Laurie Daly, uh, as well as so. There's the right a l- lot of lot of great lot of great things happening. Uh, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but I've been told that the Western Rams Laurie Daly uh, halfback is a cut above the rest from from the rest of the the, the players in that area, um, and. Yeah, just a just a quick name a quick name for Andrew Johns Penrith side to, to to keep an eye on is their fullback Malachi Tarek Tareki. He's um he's a Mount Druitt product and he's doing great things out there. Um, other than that, guys, it's pretty much that's us for round two. Just want to say that the final whistle gathers its content from the NRL and New South Wales. Dot com websites as well as seriousaboutrugbyleague.com from facebook we get our we get our uh, content from nrl news and clarky's nrl column thank you for listening and that's the final whistle